healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. The holidays are here, and while many people have changed their travel plans because of COVID-19, there are still plenty of people planning to hit the road or get on that airplane for vacation. So how do we make sure we're staying safe while traveling and keeping each other safe? Joining us to discuss is Andrea Clock. She's a nurse practitioner with District Medical Group working at Valleywise Community Health Center, Avondale. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's start with the good stuff. You know, so many people love to travel and this year has been really hard because so much travel has been canceled. But now that the holidays are here, I, I know a lot of people are still planning to go see their families. So in general, does traveling have any health benefits? There's actually quite a few benefits. Uh, studies have actually shown that it relieves stress. It helps promote any sort of physical activity because a lot of times we'll be up walking around and moving more. Also kind of boosts creativity, just looking for different things to do and also helps increase your happiness, just getting away from the day to day. Yeah. Decreased stress. Um, yes. definitely is a big one. Um, good for the soul too. Yes, it is. So unfortunately, it is very common for people to get sick while on vacation. You know, you're exposed to new people, new places, um, either getting sick on vacation or when you come back from vacation. And now with COVID-19, that's an extra factor. So what are some good rules of thumb? How can people protect themselves? You know, it's it's best to investigate the location you're going to, um, looking for hot spots that are considered high for COVID-19. Obviously, if you're at high risk, you need to be taking some extra precautions. The CDC, who everybody's probably pretty familiar with, has uh, health travel advisories posted on their website for up-to-date information regarding safety and where you are looking to travel. Uh, other things to just really keep in mind are the same rules that apply right now with COVID is social distancing, staying away six feet apart, wearing a mask and keeping your, now, your nose and mouth covered, washing your hands and avoiding large crowds. Okay. And you said hotspots. Obviously, that changes day to day. But when, when we're not talking about COVID-19, there are certain places where like Let's say I'm giving blood. My husband's from Costa Rica. So I actually, whenever I go to Costa Rica, I'm not able to donate blood for like six months because it's like a malaria hotspot. So are there other parts of the world that are kind of hotspots for other diseases we might not be used to in the U.S. that people check for? Uh, there's actually a few countries uh, that you have to be concerned about yellow fever. Um, they do require you to have the vaccination before you enter the country. Um, there's other recommendations for things like typhoid fever, which is, you know, from water, food, contamination. So the, it's best to really look on the CDC website and see where, you know, certain places require or recommend vaccines before you travel. Okay. So before you go on your trip, what are some things you should do to prepare? Should you go to your doctor? Let's kind of talk through those steps. It's always best to go 
see your doctor before you do travel just to make sure that you're in good physical health. Also, it's best to at least a month before you travel if you are going somewhere that requires or has recommended vaccines to get that process started only because some vaccines require you to have them in a series, meaning more than one, or it can take a couple weeks to be effective. So it's best to start planning ahead just to get everything started. That way you're not stuck somewhere getting, you know, sick, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever have patients who come back from vacation and didn't tell you they were going to some, you know, really exotic country and, and you're kind of like, oh, you should have told me we could have done this and this. Yes. And actually having information about where you traveled, what you were exposed to, those kinds of things are information that's good to give to your doctor when you do come back. That way they can make kind of an informed decision as to what might be the cause. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking with District Medical Group nurse practitioner Andrea Clock about healthy travel tips. And you can make an appointment with Andrea at the Valleywise Community Health Center Avondale or any of our other locations with other providers by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can visit valleywisehealth.org anytime and click the book appointment button. We're talking about how to prepare for your trip in a healthy way. So when it's time to pack, what are some good things that you want to bring along with you in your suitcase? Always make sure you bring your medications with an adequate supply if you are taking them. Any prescriptions, and you can also bring, you know, your medical supplies, glasses, any sort of medical equipment you might need, um, health insurance information, and any sort of copies, passports, proof of vaccinations, if that's required, where you're going. Packing, if you are looking at bringing liquids on board, you do have to consider the TSA rule with the 311 rule, which is talking about how much liquids you can actually carry on to the plane. 3.4 ounces is what's recommended. Anything more than that will have to go in luggage. Okay. And then probably depending if you're going to the beach, you're going to want to bring sunscreen. If you're going to a tropical place, you're going to want to bring bug spray, all that stuff. Because, I mean, a lot of these countries have that available at their own drugstores, but you never know. It'd be best to purchase that somewhere, uh, you know, at your destination versus bringing all of that, just because that might actually cause quite a mess in your luggage if it, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's say people are planning for a road trip. They're planning to get in the car for a long time with their friends or family. What are some good rules if you're going to spend a lot of time in the car? I'm guessing that's not the healthiest to be sitting for that long. Uh, What first rule would be to dress comfortably. Make sure that you're not wearing tight fitting clothes or something that's going to require a lot of adjusting. Um, Best to bring entertainment for the children and make sure that they are occupied in order to prevent any sort of distractions. Okay. Um, What else? What about sitting in the car for a long time? Is that healthy? No, actually, it's recommended that you stop for 15 minutes every two hours just to get out and stretch. Obviously, pull off safely from the road or at a rest stop just to, you know, stretch out and make sure everything's still moving. You don't want to risk any sort of blood clots. 
You know, uh, we're going to get to airplane and airport travel in a little bit, but I did have something happen to my friend when we were in high school. We did a, a study abroad in Spain for a little bit, and we were sitting there. I don't remember how long the plane ride was, 10 hours, something like that. And when we landed, my friend's ankles were huge. They were like three times mm-hmm. the normal size. Um, and I don't think she had stood up the whole trip. So we, we don't know what happened. We ended up going to the urgent care in Spain and trying to speak Spanish and explain it. But that, I've never seen that before. That was So now whenever I'm on a long plane ride, I'm up and walking all the time. I don't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty actually pretty common. I do know people that will take medications to prevent that. To prevent the swelling of the ankle. Mm-hmm. For long travel. Um, can that happen in the car too? Or was that just in the because of the altitude? Um, the altitude really shouldn't matter because the cabin is pressurized. So it really, it can happen in the car uh, just because of dependent edema. If you think it's just gravity is pulling everything down. Okay. Um, So back to the car, the road trip, Um, you know, everyone is so on alert now because of COVID-19. So anytime I'm at a gas station, I'm thinking about all the shared surfaces that I'm touching with who knows who else, you know, all the buttons and the gas pump. So how can people stay healthy when they're refilling their gas tank at at these rest stops and gas stations? Some of the recommendations are actually, if you can find them, use disinfecting wipes on the handles and the buttons before and after you use them. Um, When you're fueling, also use a hand sanitizer after you have touched, or you can wash your hand with soap and water after you've touched all the surfaces. Yeah, so just keeping that stuff handy in your car probably all the time now. Mm Mm-hmm. What about the rest stop restrooms? I'm guessing the same rules apply just to be super careful not to. Same rules apply. Wash your hands or use hand sanitizer after you've been in and um, just make sure you scrub for a good 20 seconds if you're using the soap and water. Nurse practitioner Andrea Clock is going in-depth with us on how to stay healthy while traveling. And you can make an appointment with Andrea at the Valleywise Community Health Center Avondale by calling 833-855-9973 or visiting valleywisehealth.org and click the book appointment button. We're talking about road trips right now, which kind of sounds fun. Um, I haven't done that in a long time. Um, And one of the best parts about a road trip, in my opinion, is the snacks. So, you know, loading up on all the junk food you weren't allowed to have as a kid. Um, But I'm sure there are healthier options for, you know, your road trip snacks. So can you kind of talk us through what what people should be munching on in the car? You know, large and heavy meals or fast food are actually not really recommended because it's going to leave you feeling uncomfortable or bloated or tired. And you do not want to be tired if you are the driver. Um, Small, healthy snacks like fruits and vegetables, you know, grapes and cheese or any sort of lunch size items would be recommended. Also, make sure you stay hydrated. That's really important. So probably bringing your own meals, which doesn't happen very often. Is that what you're what you're thinking, bringing a cooler and prepacking your food yourself? You can. Uh, if you are at rest stops that have food options, it's best also um, from a COVID-19 perspective or a health perspective is to grab the to-go packages. First, you know, like you can find the fruit cups that are prepackaged and sealed. So those 
our options. Okay. So they do, they're starting to have some healthier options in the gas stations. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So we've talked about road trips and car rides. Let's talk about the airport and the airplane. So what are some good tips when you're in a space like that with the hundreds of strangers? A lot of the same principles apply as far as avoiding the crowds if you can. You know, make sure you get to the airport early. That way you have time to get through. If you can, you know, book travel that's a little bit on the off hours. That way you're not around and standing in large crowds or lines. That would be the preferred method. Okay. And it's same kind of same with the airplane. There's a lot of shared surfaces with the, the tray that comes down. And you don't know, I mean, countless people have sat in those spaces. So how can you protect yourself? So many people I know, you know, get sick on planes. You know, actually the airplane is not, most viruses do not spread as easily on a flight because of the filtered air and how it circulates. Uh, But, you know, still carrying your hand sanitizer and using that frequently, you know, after touching any surfaces, if possible, would be recommended. Okay. And we've talked about walking around, you know, with my friend having her swollen ankles. And you do see some people every couple hours getting up and walking up and down the aisles. Is that something you recommend and why? It, it, it is. A, sorry. It would be fine to do that. Um, I would just make sure you're wearing your mask while you are up walking around. As you said, for your friend that had the swollen ankles, you do still need to have some movement, especially for the longer flights. Um, you don't want to be sitting for prolonged periods. Okay. Chencho, um, our audio producer, do you have questions for Andrea? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I have a couple of questions. Um, right now, obviously, it's, it's just, let me restart that. <laughs> so if let's say we're going to visit uh, family or friends, um, is there anything special we need to do to to protect them, to protect us? Because this isn't normal holiday anymore. We, um, w- what should we do? Like if we're going to go visit grandma or something. Well, you want to avoid sick persons. So if you feel grandma is at high risk and you've been around large crowds, unfortunately, it wouldn't be recommended to go spend time. Um, the elderly population is at a higher risk. And if you've been at a crowd for a holiday gathering or an event that you went to out of town and then went over to your elderly family member's home, that does put them at risk. So it's something different. We have to think about our interactions now. Do we have to um, rethink even, even maybe not going on some of these trips? Because let's say you and your family are, you know, taking the most of the precautions. And then you know that say your brother is, uh, doesn't believe in wearing masks and you're going to have a family gathering. Um, should, should we even rethink some of these visits? I mean, I know it's kind of hard to do. Each situation is different. So if you are at high risk or you and your loved one that you lived with is a high risk person, that has to be taken into account before you travel. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this travel goes. 
um, this year. What, as as a provider, a healthcare provider, what are you kind of hoping for um, this holiday season? And, and you know, a change in how people interact with their family and friends this holiday season. I wouldn't want anyone to miss any family events, uh, but at the same time, it just is about being responsible for your own health, your loved one's health. Um, if you are working or attending social events that are large groups, large crowds, because you know that's still happening quite a bit, then I would just hope that people would be respectful enough of being around those that are at potential for getting very sick and maybe avoiding that contact. Okay. So let's say you're going on vacation, you're going to a destination and you get there. Are there certain activities that are considered higher risk, um, not just for COVID, but in general that you might tell your um, patients to avoid doing? Anything that involves large crowds. So restaurants, uh, some of them have larger seating areas. You have concerts, parades. Unfortunately, even some family events such as weddings, funerals, uh, there's a lot of things that can cause an exposure. Okay. And then in general, let's say you're traveling to, I don't know, India for the first time. It's a completely new environment, right? Completely new food sources, new water sources. Um, are your Is your stomach more sensitive? Does it take some time to get used to? Are there any recommendations for kind of easing into a new culture, a new food, that kind of thing? It can be different and it can be a little bit harder on the system. Some of the recommendations for if you're traveling outside the U.S. and you're eating foreign foods, uh, it's different water sources is to eat foods that have only been fully cooked or served hot. Um, do not eat fresh fruits and vegetables unless you can wash or peel them yourself and drink only bottled sealed beverages and avoid ice. Okay. That's a really good tip. Um, how about how to stay active when you're on vacation? You know, a lot of people come back from their vacation, maybe a few pounds heavier, which <laughs> You know, it happens um, and they can lose it later. But what are some activities to kind of stay active and maybe even work out on vacation? You know, if you can consider taking walking tours versus a bus tour, that will help you be more active and still see the sights. Um, in the day of COVID, that's also a more recommended to do a walking tour because you have the open space and you're able to keep your distance from others versus a enclosed bus where the risk is a little higher of exposure. Right. Probably also going to a, a walkable city where, you know, you're having mm -hmm. to walk to your museums and your destinations versus, well, who knows what's going to happen to the cruise industry, but that's very different than just sitting on the boat for four days, right? Yes. Examples would be like Rome where they have quite a few walking tours. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking with District Medical Group Nurse Practitioner Andrea Clock about healthy travel tips. So we've talked about all these precautions people are supposed to take, but stuff still happens. So if you're in a foreign country and you get sick, what are you supposed to do? If you get sick on your trip, the best thing to do is to seek medical help immediately. Uh, one of the pre-planning things that you can do is to 
investigate where you are going, your destination, and what kind of medical facilities might be available to you. If you're traveling abroad, uh, you may need to contact the U.S. Embassy, the consulate, um, get information from them that may lead you to the best medical care you can get there. That can certainly be nerve-wracking, especially if you don't speak the language, I'm sure. Yeah, that's why you would actually want to be able to contact your U.S. Embassy or consulate for some assistance. Absolutely. I know um, at Valleywise Health, we treat a lot of patients who don't speak English. Um, and if there's no interpretation, have you seen you know, how challenging that can be for patients? And how, how do we help um, kind of bridge that gap? I can't imagine being able, you know, being in a foreign country and not being able to communicate that without an interpreter. I'm not quite sure what you were talking about with the rest of the question. Talk about how Valleywise Health helps people who don't speak English navigate the healthcare system. We have an interpreter line that we have available to us, and it has multiple languages that we can access in order to communicate through the phone, generally on speaker. That way everybody can still face each other. And it's almost as if having a conversation just with the third party there interpreting word for word. That's excellent. That's really good to know. And hopefully if you're in a foreign country, those healthcare providers have the same sort of service for English speakers too. That would be nice if they did, but in the event they don't, you would want to contact, you know, local authorities that are English speaking in order to get some help. Absolutely. So after you return from your wonderful vacation, um, you know, you've been exposed to countless people and experiences. What, what should you do when you come back to make sure you're staying healthy and you're protecting others around you? If you are having symptoms of any sort of illness, you would definitely want to seek medical attention right away. Some of the things that would be important to tell the physician is your vaccination history, what you did on the trip, your activities, excursions, sites, um, how long you were gone, where you might have stayed, or what kind of facility it was you're at. Some people may be going on more of a rural outing that, you know, is camping versus staying in a hotel. And, you know, what you had there, if there's any animal bites, any injuries. Okay. So that's actually all the questions I have. Was there any, is there anything else that I missed that you want our listeners to know about traveling and staying healthy? The CDC actually has an amazing website for travel. It lists multiple items and things you can research prior to planning or going on your trip. And I would highly recommend anyone that's going to be either traveling domestically or internationally to look at this to learn how to plan, especially if you're high risk or if you have any concerns about travel. Okay, I have one more question before we go. Now that we have COVID and everybody's wearing masks and, and washing their hands more and, and, and uh, hand sanitizing, is this gonna change how we handle our flu season stuff uh, when it comes to traveling or, or other illnesses? Um, going forward? I mean, are, are people going to be wearing masks every year, flu season, uh, that sort of thing? I think as long as COVID is still a relative unknown as far as a vaccine, I think it would be recommended to wear a mask. You know, having COVID and the flu season at the same time, it would be very important to get a vaccination 
for flu. And it, it is a possibility that we'll be wearing masks for a little while. It does provide protection. It isn't 100%, but it does give a better percentage of protection from flu, colds, and COVID. Very good. We'll also have a blog on valleywisehealth.org with all of the tips and tricks we talked about today. Andrea with Valleywise Community Health Center, Avondale um, District Medical Group. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Via Salute a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you've heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.